Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everybody, it's the Wrestle Talk podcast review of Raw. Happy New Year, all, and what a way to kick off 2023 with some technical issues. Woo! Our favorite. Yeah, unfortunately, that's why I was not sat down mm-hmm. uh, for the start of this, is because I have had to operate slobs mm-hmm. on the PC over yonder. Yes. So that's Instead certainly of using something. The, bu- the buttons. The, well, yeah, I've got another button things here, but look, oh. Pete, now it works. <laughs> Pete, now it works. Pete, why does it work now? I just pressed the button to show that it doesn't work, and now it works. Just go away from us for no reason. That's phenomenal. Well, that'll be on the best of. Oh, God, what a start to the year. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. It's not always like this, I promise. Uh, press the thumbs up button. Show us your support for our technical failings. Uh, and leave your comments down below if you're watching this on demand. But if you're watching live, head on over to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support and get in your ultra chats. Oozy chats. Why not? Yeah, you get Blood, your bloodline run this. Yeah, show. get your OC chats in wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollars. We are live. We're live, pal. We're live, pal. Speaking of being live, pal, I mm. wanted to be able to hold up mics. I am your jam that championship, mm. and I am your Quizzlemania. You're, you're the jam that championship. I am the jam. Wow. I am that jam that championship. Wow, you're uh, a whole title. I'm a whole title. I am this title. <laughs> And I'm the Quizzlemania champion. I mm. ended 2022 as a dub champ, and I was very, very pleased with that. However, while doing the news this morning and holding this very prestigious title, mm. um, clearly the festive season of eating lots of food has done me a cropper, Pete. Okay. Uh, because when I put the title down, my yeah. arm was stiffer than a 14-year-old straight lad who's just seen his best mum's uh, best friend's mum's cleavage, <laughs> and I couldn't really like move my arm much. Okay. And I think in the in the interim of that, yeah. I'm, I've done what athletes do, and the rest of their body has tried to compensate for the fact <laughs> I can't use my arm that much. So now my left tit hurts. <laughs> it just feels like someone has decked me in the left tit. Is it purple? I, I mean, I'm, 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 I feel a bit Cody Rhodes here. Honestly, my tit's wrecking. <laughs> and so unfortunately, I cannot... Uh, hold up the uh, the jam that championship for too long because it makes my body ache. <laughs> Luke Owen, my tits wrecking. Twenty twenty three. 
So, uh, well, so welcome to the Raw Podcast. Um, <laughs> we're going to kick things off today talking about Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. I Great. Would, I would say <clears throat> uh, a divisive match. Sure. Yeah. So when I first watched it, mm. I, I mean, I even said this in my edited review. I, you know, actually, that was a, that was a pretty good little match. I thought that Belair's really good. I really like Alexa Bliss. It's not, and I, I even said in the review, it's just nice to see Alexa Bliss doing something. Mm. So even if it is spooky goth nonsense, that yep. it's not what I would want to be doing with Alexa Bliss. I don't want to be tying her back to Bray Wyatt. At least it's something, mm -hmm. which she didn't get to do for all of 2022. So yeah. I've got to give them you know, the thumbs up where I can. This is at least a step forward. And I would say that I would even go one step further and say I actually quite like the Bray Wyatt stuff. I'm not a huge fan of it being supernatural and everything, but I'm not opposed to her being linked to Bray Wyatt at all. And I quite like the teasers. I like the flashes on the screen. Not necessarily a huge fan of the fact that it makes her more aggressive when the flashes come up. But I think like if she's in a backstage segment and suddenly the Bray Wyatt logo comes up and then she cares about her business. That's good. Yeah. I like that stuff. There's, there are some like intriguing elements to this. Yes, I agree. But there was also like some pretty nonsense stuff within this match. Mm. And kind of to kick things off, and it it didn't really occur to me mm. at all until after I'd got out of doing the review here in the studio, and I walked back to the office, mm. and you turned to me and you said, was the start of this match a reference to Scary Movie 3? And I paused, and I went, well, the comedy movie? Mm. And you went, yeah, there's a fight scene in Scary Movie 3 where she fights the girl from Ring. And I said, yeah, yeah. And she like, hold, oh, yeah. The start of this match mm -hmm. was Alexa Bliss. Bear in mind, this is a world championship match that's mm -hmm. been built for two weeks. Alexa Bliss had to qualify across two matches to get to this point. Mm -hmm. And it's a very serious storyline with Alexa Bliss and the, one of the hottest strings on SmackDown with Bray Wyatt, one of the biggest returns of last year. And this match opened with a reference to the parody movie, Scary Movie 3, where Alexa Bliss charged at Belair. Belair held out her hand mm -hmm. onto Alexa Bliss's forehead and Alexa Bliss, almost scrappy duesque. Oh, let me at him. Oh, let me at him. Mm -hmm. And then Alexa Bliss, sorry, then Bianca Belair did a big wind up punch and donked her in the face. Mm -hmm. And she did this big comedy goofy oversell. Mm -hmm. And I watched it back and I was like, God, that's a bizarre way to open what is supposed to be quite a serious match. Mm. And then I've shown it, we showed it to other people in the office. You know, don't watch Raw. So we showed it to Ollie, showed it to Laurie. And both had the exact same reaction, which was, why? Mm. Huh. That's weird. Why would you do that? Mm. Like, no one, like, they didn't think it was funny. But I have seen people on Twitter think this was hysterical. Yeah. Which is why I'm, I, I would say that this, it was divisive. What, what, make, what do you think? Look, my notes for this are, I'm sure people liked it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is... All is I, I've literally written. They're doing the fight from Scary Movie Three. I'm sure people liked it. Okie dokie. That's that's my full notes for this part of the match. It seems so out of place for this it's match. Just weird. I didn't get it. If people got something out of it, thumbs up. I didn't personally. Considering the, the angle at the end of this match, mm. the two aren't diametrically opposed. They sure are. Although Alexa Bliss is almost a parody of scary nonsense <laughs> so you know she's basically in a scary movie well, movie you put it that way yeah i suppose you're right yeah but yeah um actually i mean my first note of this and clearly this is why i was so distracted and i didn't really pick up on things i've just written down does Lexa bliss have the worst theme in wwe oh i don't like it because 
there are a lot of bad themes in WWE. They are bad. But they're all generic. Mm, Alexa very. Bliss's, though, is aggressively bad. <laughs> it's, it's just aggressively bad. <laughs> I like Alexa Bliss. She comes out and I'm like, oh, let's skip to Bianca Belair's song. That's a good one. I still think Stephanie McMahon's is worse, but she's around so much less. Yeah, well, you, gotta you just don't notice. You just don't appreciate the Queen Dom. Uh, so here is the finish of the match. Yes. Alexa Bliss in control. Yes. She sets herself up to do Twisted Bliss. Mm. She is on the precipice of winning this match. Mm. All of a sudden from the crowd, a lad appears. Mm. And this lad is wearing an Uncle Howdy mask. Not the Uncle Howdy mask, but he's wearing like, it's a pure black Uncle Howdy mask. She's slightly distracted by him, as was the security guard who thought it was a weird fan and tried to stop them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then she, she walks along to another one, and another one pops up, mm -hmm. also wearing an Uncle Howdy mask. Mm. And then a bliss, she gets into the ring, flash of the uh, Bray Wyatt symbol on screen. She sells it. That is what she did, Pete. Bad for audio listeners, but... My bean is gone all right now. I've seen better acting in Scary Movie 3. <laughs> and... The image flashed up again. She did the exact same sell, and then she attacked the referee mm. and then laid out Bianca Belair. It was a really good beatdown, actually. She threw all around at ringside. She gave her the DDT onto the stairs twice. Mm -hmm. Belair was bleeding mm. from this. Like It was genuinely a very, very good beatdown, and I thought yeah. quite an effective little angle. Very much so. I, I'm grant uh, The lads in the masks, maybe I'm not all that into, but I thought... Sorry. Straight up. My but I thought Alexa's intensity and Belair's sell of it was very good. And then during the commercial break, they had like, you know, before they went to commercial break, Stretcher came out. Mm, yeah. After the commercial break, they revealed that Belair left under her own um, strength. Mm -hmm. Montez Ford went down to check up on her because he's the yeah. IRL husband. And they did a breaking news thing later on where they were like, she is being tended to by medicals and we will try mm -hmm. and have as many updates as we can. They did take this very, very seriously. Yeah. Later on in the show, Byron Saxon interviews Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss says, in so many words, I did that to show why the title belongs to me. I would argue a better way to show the title belongs to you is to win the title. <laughs> Which you were set up to do. So then the title actually belongs to you. <laughs> Which you, you nearly did yep. until you DQ'd yourself. Yeah. I don't think you proved much of anything in that. No. So I think it's a, it's a mixed bag for me. Which is why I wanted to title the show, like, Was This Good? Because I honestly don't know, because I thought the match itself was, mm. and I thought some of the beatdown stuff was, but there's like little bits, the scary movie three bit, the lads in masks, the mm -hmm. promo later, just like not all of it gelled together, if you can see what I mean. that that That's basically it for me, is that I think individual sections of this are, were very good, uh, but it just didn't quite connect in the way that it should have. Uh, I think that... <sighs> I guess what they're trying to do is they're going to try and run it back at some point. Yeah, yeah. And to do this match again. And they didn't want to have Bianca just like win clean because then you can't really run the match. But Well, I mean, you can if you want to. It would be bad, but you could. Uh -huh. um, so I think that they want to run it back and they didn't quite know how to book themselves out of this corner. I would have said, don't do the just match. Do it at the Rumble. Don't do the match in the first place. Do it at the Rumble. Um, but I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the match just kind of ending 
because she attacked the referee. Uh, and it wasn't like, you know, yeah. D, DQ, ding, ding, ding. The commentary mm. were like, she's DQ'd. This will be a DQ This will be a DQ now. Yeah. And in fairness to WWE, since Triple H taken over, DQs are less frequent, mm. so it doesn't feel like it... Like, I didn't have that Ugh, rolling eyes that I, I used yeah. to during the Vince era when you had like three DQs per show because we just didn't want to end matches with, with clean finishes. So there is that positive to, to take away. But yeah, so I'm, I'm slightly conflicted uh, on this yes do you want to hear my friend's theory oh my friend's austin theory about uncle howdy yes because everyone's running around saying that uncle howdy is bo dallas Mm. my friend's theory is that uncle howdy is alexa bliss And there's reasoning for it. And I'll read you the message that, that, okay. that he sent across. Thank okay. you very much, yep. Ash. I, do, I, this, this really, I, I really enjoyed this so much mm. uh, this morning. Um, he said, I was just looking at the clip where they appear next to Bray in the ring. And I got a real, gotta make myself look big vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so I replied saying, so what you're saying is that she's doing the Muppet Man. <laughs> He said, yeah, it's Bliss on the shoulders of Abby, who's on the shoulders of Mercy, on the shoulders of Huskers. So that's my new theory I'm running with. Oh, that's amazing. Uncle Howdy is actually Alexa Bliss. I love it. That's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, I won't won't accept anything else now. You did anything else, WWE, it's worse. Sorry. So yeah, uh, I'm very curious to know what people thought of this. And I know... The reason why I, I sort of said it was divisive, and uh, you know, and you even said, I'm sure there are people that got something out of this, and there are people that like this, and I'm, I'm well aware that there are, because this we put this thumbnail out, we put this title out, it actually was a quite a big swathe of dislikes on the video mm. compared to the, the likes that we've got. More likes than there were dislikes, but you kind of notice how strongly people, people feel about something when you get this big swathe of dislikes. Mm. We often see it on Loomis videos. Yes. When we, it's not my favorite thing on the show, and if you lead with it even if you lead on to a, a, you know, a straight down the line less than you know maybe not even a, a negative thing about it people are actually like you just hate the news you just hate the news da, 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 da. So the big swear the dislikes i think that alexa bliss has got such a passionate fan base that mm. whenever you say anything slightly negative about it it's just this big like, whoosh that was bad but i also think there are people i saw them on twitter who just thought this the opening spot was hilarious mm-hmm. the reveal uh the dq was mm-hmm. really really smart mm. and the beatdown was great and the interview afterwards was good mm. so i'm curious to know if Mod Mother is around, Mod Mother, if you, if you can hear me, Happy New Year to you, by the way. I hope you had a lovely holidays. Uh, can we have a poll going uh, on, on the live chat, please? Was Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair actually good? <gasps> You're reviving the format. Oh, don't say that, Pete. <laughs> I, I can't. The, this is this is the form this, that the <laughs> format takes now. It's just this, a poll on our what stream. happens to failed series we do on Parts of Unknown, Pete. They just become polls on podcast channels. Up next, we'll have four poll options for calling spots. <laughs> I hope Survival Series doesn't join this. <laughs> But let us know what you thought uh, in the live chat, in the comments down below. Uh, and please do uh, let us know uh, in the ultra chats, in the UC chats, rustle.com mm. forward slash support. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get into some of those Uzi chats, in fact, right now, as I delay. I feel like I'm Ollie doing one-minute warning. (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea Football Club. Chelsea Football Club are a team that play (laughs) in in London. (laughs) In blue. (laughs) Charles Berg kicks us off to say, Happy New Year to everyone. That was a very Vince finish to the Bel Air Bliss match. Uh, I I don't agree with that, honestly. I don't agree with that. This at least had a point. This was a DQ finish for a purpose. They wanted to do the DQ finish. Granted, if you look for the actual reason why they booked it, it's probably because they want to run the match back and whatever. But it was to further the Bray Wyatt story. Whether you like it or not, it furthered a story and told more of that story that they're trying to tell. This did have a point to the DQ. It wasn't just a DQ. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm just going to give a quick shout out as well to Rob, who is our moderator today, gathering the uh, the Usi chats, who has put the title of this spooky goth nonsense in spooky fonts. Oh, it's good, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. But Charles continues. Um, I do need confirmation, though. Was my calendar received? Or was oh, it stolen? Say, we keep saying we're going to check on it, and then we never well, do. Well, I did. I checked this morning. Oh. I couldn't see. I, I, honestly, he, he, Charles here says it was delivered on December 21st. Let me know. And I need to, like, Charles, don't Usi chatting again. Send us an email, support at Is it at Royal Mail? on 21st of December or was it like delivered to this location on the 21st of December because mm. we haven't had anything here yes we checked in the week before we left for Cribo mm-hmm. I've checked today it's my first day back since the uh, since mm-hmm. the 24th 
and there's nothing in our cubby holes. There's nothing downstairs. There was nothing left uh, outside our doors. Mm. So nothing has arrived. But don't Uzi chat and ask. Uh, support at rustalk.com is the best way to find out about this. Chris uh, has got a lot of thoughts. Uh, said, hi guys, I like what happened last night. The match was a little clunky, uh, but I'd give Alexa more offense and take the scary movie reference out. Everything else was good. As an Alexa fan, I'd like to have the championship, but I know it's bigger. Um, uh, but I know it's a bigger thing. It's a bigger thing. Yeah. Uh, I would like to. I would also have liked to use uh, Sister Abigail on the steps, but I feel that's part of the end game where Alexa joins Bray or Howdy at the Rumble. I hope both are okay after Alexa busted her nose mm. <laughs> and Bianca's chin. Uh, I like how they've gone more aggressive. Psychology rather than pure supernatural. It seems like Alexa was obsessed over the championship. I don't think I agree with that. I don't uh, agree with that either. As though it was a pet or something. She sees that as a property she can take whenever she feels like it, which is not what you do with a pet. Uh, and tonight was just about <laughs> damage. Uh, great acting. That I, I also disagree with it being uh, great acting. Um, not what you do with a pet. It's, it's just not what you do with a pet. It's <laughs> not what you do with a pet. No, I mean you. Yeah. You have. You're a cat owner. I am a cat. Do owner. you look at your cat owner and you and you look and you go, Momo, I can take you whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's the question we're you all know, asking, Pete. You know, sometimes. <laughs> Especially in a, in a London context as well, because it just sounds like you're starting a fight. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Oi, mama, I can take you whenever I want, I can take you I want, mate. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I do agree, though. I think having the sister Abigail on the stairs would have been pretty cool. That would have been a good spot. Obviously, because like they've been doing the big tease of it, like when they had the, the handshake mm. and the symbol flashed and she pulled her in for the sister Abigail, yeah, exactly. I was like, whoop, don't know what that they've was. They've done a couple of teases I thought sister I was Abigail was a couple of times. Quite nice. Would but yes, yeah, so I'd agree. But also the DDT probably it was it was good it, and it's easier to oh for set sure. up as well absolutely fellow babadi pundi has been a member for get this 19 months in a row uh said this match opening was totally a reference to scary movie 3 i yep. frankly lost my mind it was hilarious loved it absolutely hysterical now i, I find that so interesting because mm. for me that is not what i want from a world championship match no with a big serious angle that's ending over this where you're like bringing out a stretcher and bringing real life husband Montez Ford down mm. to open with a reference to scary, a movie that came out when I was at school. Mm. So, okay, here, here's a, a follow-up question. We don't yes. have, we don't have to do a poll for this one. My mother don't, don't do that. Um, but for me, it feels like this was a joke that I wasn't in on. This felt like people were it, like people had referenced that this feud was like Scary Movie three or something, and this was like they'd seen the meme, so they right. did the thing, they did the reference in the match, and that's funny. This felt like a joke that I wasn't part of. So, like, well, why are they doing a movie thing? Yeah, is that right? Is that what's happened? Have I missed a, a meme? It's curious. I, I honestly don't know, but I did know that some people very much enjoyed it, including Philip. Mm. So, thank yeah. you all so much. We'll get into the rest of your Uzi chats later on in the show. Let's talk about this episode of Raw in total mm. um actually sorry before i do pete mm. um if i can just do a, a quick plug uh, if you don't mind i'm doing a live show my uh my other podcast i do about 90s retro gaming is doing a live show uh on december 14th sorry january 14th december 14th my birthday january 14th in croydon um i'll post some links up actually you can find them on my social media uh tickets are only 15 pounds you can buy a bulk ticket though that also gets you access to heart of gaming in croydon which is a free-to-play arcade uh, place it's massive they've also got I played Super Smash Brothers on basically a 100-inch TV. Like it is a beautiful place to go and play games. That's large. It's, oh, it's large, Pete. Yeah. Um, and it, we're gonna have a nice time. We're gonna do a two shows. One half of it is the best of Games Master. We're picking out some of our favorite moments from a TV show that aired in the UK in the 90s. And the second half of it 
is we're doing live video game challenges. Interesting. I'm very, very excited about it. So please do, if you want to come see me, do a live podcast and we'll have presumably some technical issues. Come down, uh, check out my social media for the links. Uh, and if I can plug someone as well, put me on Cameo. There you go. Please do. Book Find us on Cameo. the link. Cameo.com slash Pete I guess. I don't know my own link. I'll be real with you. Anyway, this episode of Raw kicked off. Oh, boy, very, boy did it. Very interestingly. Mm. They were doing the regular intro to the show with uh, the, the, the music and soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like gravy. And then <laughs> it cuts off. Do you know, I, I know I told Dan this. That's what it sounds like to me whenever I hear it. Yeah, it feels like gravy. And it... weirdly, that is not the first reference I've heard to gravy in a wrestling context. <laughs> Because you know when Undertaker came out uh, to Johnny Cash yeah. uh, all them years ago? Uh-huh. There ain't no gravy. Uh, <laughs> it was, ain't no was gravy and all this. I mean, I'll be honest. As as a proud northerner or northern heritage, there ain't no gravy that can hold me down. <laughs> Drink points the stuff. I used to love drinking bovril. Just reminded me of a, the thing me and my mate used to do. There ain't no gravy that can make my meat taste good. But anyway... Everything feels like gravy, and then it literally, boom, mm. hard cuts to the arena, and the bloodline are attacking like security, and they're tipping over the announcer's desk, and it's, it felt like a very chaotic opening. And I'd said this in my interview review that there's an argument that could be made that oh, we've done a few of these chaos, like in the Triple H era, it feels like every other week of Raw opens with a chaotic opening. And there's a, there's a, there is a law of diminishing returns the more often you do this. But like this felt like it had a purpose, had a reason to be there. Because the bloodline are pissed. Mm. They just lost to KO and John Cena on SmackDown, and they're looking for revenge. This feels like Roman Reigns ordered his goons to put a hit out on like Kevin Owens, but also Raw as a whole, because mm-hmm. your boy came over to us. I thought it was really, really cool. I love, not just in this segment, well, the tail end of this segment as well, but the contrast between this one and the last beatdown they did of the Raw roster. Because this one, they were super serious. They were beating people up and they were like, we are here to hurt people. The last time they were laughing, goofing around. Sammy was going to be like, hey, we're here on Raw. Everyone's going to die. <laughs> and this time they were like, no, we're going to hurt everyone and everyone's going to die. Yeah. And that was great. And I loved towards like the end of it as well. We got the, kind of the payoff to all of that. When everyone came out to kind of tear out uh, tear out the bloodline and make sure they weren't beating more people up. It was all the guys that they beat up the last time they were there that came out. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's a nice like set of payoff from the last time as well. Very, yeah. very good, I thought. A really nice, yeah. Uh, as there's no commentary at this point, Kevin mm. Owens music hits. Place goes mad for him. And Sammy's like, look, I see you got a microphone in your hand, but I'm not in the mood. Mm. Not in the mood for, for this tonight. I'm not in the mood to chat with you tonight. We're just going to, this is a hostile takeover. People are going to get hurt and it's all because of you. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens said, you know what? I did have something to say, but I can't remember what it was. So I'm just going to come down and fight you instead. Yeah. Because he's a badass. He's cool. He goes for the fight, but Adam Pierce comes out and stops him and says, this is over. The bloodline have to leave now. He breaks up brawls. You know, that's what that's what he do. That's what he did. And he sent down more security. Mm. They uh, it turns out the bloodline are security type Pokemon. So it was ineffective. <laughs> And it just meant that Solo Sokoa in particular just killed he just, all He'll just killed all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that bit in Goldmember. It was like, look at you. You only got a name badge. You don't stand a chance at all. 
And then the rest of the, yeah, you're right, the Royal Locker Room emptied. So you had like Elias, Shelton Benjamin, Street Profits, Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, Gallows, no rest of the OC because they're either injured or in Japan. Yep. Cedric Alexander and Elias. Mm. Interesting Gallows then. That means he's not a Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. That's okay. Just thought of that. Yeah. I thought he might have, because like when they were doing all their videos and stuff, I really felt like they were going to have like Gallows were going to go out with, was mm. going to be with Anderson. Yeah. I mean, they even teasing that AJ was going to be out there. Maybe the injury is a cover up and he's actually mm. on a flight to Japan right now. Mm. And Adam Pierce basically says, like, Hey, hope you brought your gear because I'm going to make matches with all the bloodline and these guys tonight. Very good opening. Very mm. much enjoyed this. Yep. We wanted to have a graphic go up. I mean, maybe it'll work now. No, no you removed the image. Oh, that's right. I removed it. Yeah. We wanted to have an image of Byron Saxton's face when it cuts back because he's just going, Oh. Can we do our best impression? Yeah. You ready? Three, two, one. It was like, I it's mean, incredible. Alexa Bliss went, I've got some notes for you. <laughs> uh, he interviewed Bianca, who said she'll win tonight. Mm. It's a running theme. All of the interviews, look, I've got here. Saxon uh, interviews Bianca. She said she'll win tonight. Kathy interviews Theory. He says he'll win tonight. <laughs> uh, where's the other one? Uh, Kathy interviews Seth. He says he'll win tonight. Yeah. I think that, that is what all the promos uh, what, say. Yeah. That's correct. And they basically made Elias versus Solo Sokoa in a Music City street fight and mm -hmm. Sammy and the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Street Profits. Yes. Big thumbs up all cool. around from me. Like it. We had Solo Sokoa versus Elias in that Music City street fight. <laughs> this feels so beneath Solo Sokoa. It does. But I think he, towards the end of this match in particular, I was like, well, this is fun. Right? You, you, you can't knock it. That was a really fun finish with yeah. my exact note to this. Because uh, like the start of it was just hit each other with musical plunder. It's hard to sound threatening when you hit someone with a tambourine and jingle bells go off. <laughs> it's, it's, I really enjoyed Kevin Patrick's very sincere, <laughs> oh, the tambourine across the head. I'm like, uh, it just doesn't sound good, does it? But uh, I really enjoyed uh, Corey Graves doing a cowbell reference. He did, yeah. He yeah, said, I'm in, I've got a fever. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, and th before this match, they'd announced that one of the themes for the Royal Rumble mm. is by a man named Hardy. Not that Hardy. Not, or the other Hardy. Not Matt or Jeff or Rebby mm. or any of the children. Yep. Uh, this is uh, just a lad named Hardy. Mm. Uh, I did mean to listen to some music of his and, and I forgot. Um, but I didn't mean to. I, I mean, the song, the, the little uh, snippet that they played, I thought, mm -hmm. sounds all right. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give that a go. And in the melee of all of this, because Hardy was at ringside, I'm going to assume he's a local. Yes, he was. He hands Elias a guitar. Mm. And the crowd are like, whoa! Like, the, the lad's getting involved. Mm. Didn't quite go to plan. So Hardy then jumps over the guardrail, gets in the ring, and he hits Solo Soko with his guitar in the bag. Like an absolute badass. So mm. no sells it and just turns around. And Hardy's like, Oops. <laughs> I I loved the fact that there was not even a flinch from Solo Sokoa. It's not even awesome. like he got hit and then stood up straight again. He just continued standing where he was. That's a good no-sell right there. Uh, and I, I, I don't think it was as good as Drew Carey, but <laughs> I do think his pure backing down to be like, hey, look, now, uh, hold on. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought... That's very Drew Carey vibe. Oh, yeah. This lad is doing. Yeah, very also, I'm so. very glad that someone else in the chat said he looks like Kid Rock. Because that's what I thought. Yeah. I, was, I was like, he proper looks like Kid Rock, this yeah. lad. Um, and I've got Kid Rock at home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the Kid Rock at home. <laughs> uh, Elias looks like he was about to get the win, but he got caught with the Samoan spike and a spinning mm. solo off the apron to a grand piano on the floor. And that just collapses and solo pins him. Rad finish. Very cool. The match 
match itself was like it was fine eh. but the finish was a lot of fun finish was great big thumbs I, up for I'll, me. I'll always get a kick out of like solo picked up like a keyboard and like mimed doing a few keys on it and stuff and then hit elias with it and i was like that's stupid that's fun i can get on board with it uh, we then had the Usos and Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens and Straight Profits, mm. which I genuinely thought was going to be the main event. Yeah, so did I. Um, the uh, problem was with this match, I want to say problem, it was in, a, in the context of the actual match itself, the mm -hmm. story they were telling within this match. Yes. Montez Ford was distracted. Yes. He's looking to the back, he's looking down, because he's worried about the state of his wife, Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's moments when they're trying to tag and he's not going tagged in. I mean, in the end... Owens effectively forced the hot tag. Like he yeah. just ran over and just hit him in the chest. And it was like, woke forward up. He's like, oh yeah, hot tag. And he mm. runs wild. But he gets hit by a haluva kick and pinned. Mm -hmm. And they're like, comments were like, that has got to put Sammy back in the good graces yeah. of, of the tribal chief. So I thought that was also really, really nice. I really like the idea. I don't think it was executed quite well because honestly, I didn't know what Montez Ford was doing until the commentary then filled in the blanks and said, oh, I must be distracted from Bianca. But I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just don't think the live crowd would pick up on that at all. No. And it didn't feel like they did either. No, I, I even saw a couple of comments on today's uh, news episode of people being like, I was there in the crowd. I didn't know what Montez Ward was doing. <laughs> it looked like he was just annoyed that Dawkins tagged in Kevin Owens and not him. Right. So he, they were like expecting Ford to like turn on Dawkins in this match or whatever. So it was like, that's weird. Yeah. I think if they'd have set that up a little bit more with like a backstage segment of Ford checking on Bianca Belair and he's like, I, I, I kind of don't want to do my match tonight. I just want to be here for you. And she's like, no, you have to go out and do your match. Whatever. He's like, oh, but I'm going to be so distracted. I just want to take care of you. If they set that up more overtly beforehand, Even I think with, that would have really worked. Not even with Belair, which with like Adam Pierce, mm. like outside the medical trainer's room. Yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. You can't go in there. You've got a match. You've got to go out there and do that. Yeah. yeah like a totally. backstage segment would do. Because like, I feel like he wasn't selling it during the entrance either. Just doing yeah. his regular entrance. Yeah. And then just like match starts. Oh, yeah, actually, I'm distracted. Yeah. Um, for me, and I had this problem with the SmackDown match as well. Now, I might be wrong on this. Mm. So I'm fully, I'm 100% happy to be wrong on this. And for people to be like, no, you misread the situation. Mm -hmm. And if that is the case, grand. I'm totally fine with that. I felt the company was going to such great lengths for Sammy and Kevin not to touch. Mm. Yeah. Like they were in segments and never fighting each other. We brought this up on the podcast. People have mentioned to us in Ultra Chats being like, they're keeping them apart mm -hmm. because that's like the match. Yeah. That's the match you want to do. So we're yeah. just keeping them apart. I think you, you and I and Tempest were even talking about like the the tag match on SmackDown mm. being like, are they going to CM Punk MJF this? Where mm -hmm. like, even though they're in the same match, they still never touch. MJF runs off into the crowd and CM Punk takes chase. And it's actually Punk working with FTR and mm. FTR working with Darby and Sting and all this sort of stuff. Or MJF working with Darby and Sting. And then I watched the match on SmackDown and I was like, no, it's Kevin Owens being worked over for eight minutes to mm. build to a John Cena hot tag. And I'm yeah. like, hang on. Isn't Kevin Owens the focal point of this story? Like, I get seen as the big star, but why are we putting all the shine on? Surely Cena should be trying to use his shine to put onto Owens. Which I think in WWE's mind, they did because Owens got the pin. And that's, that's it. That's the argument they would make. That's the argument they'd make. But I'm also just watching Sammy working over yeah. Kevin. And then in this match, like, it was all Kevin and Sammy. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, when was the change made mm. that they just decided... Ah, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. We'll just have them fight. Too much effort to keep them apart. <laughs> so we'll just have them fight. And that's what I was and that's why I sort of paused. When I was watching this, you know, I was watching SmackDown and then I was watching this match being like, 
maybe I just misread it. Mm. Maybe I interpreted the story they were doing wrong. So I don't know. I think that was the story they were telling. I think it's too, it's too many segments to not be... It, it can't have been coincidental from the amount of times that they were in the same segment but kept apart and didn't get physical. But then, like, Owens would get physical with every other Bloodline member. I don't think... I, that can't be a coincidence at this point. Uh, so I think there must have been a change made. And they just said, no, you can get physical. It's fine. Maybe, you know, maybe they're finalizing up WrestleMania plans and something had changed. So then they're like, well, actually, we can't do this then. So we'll change it to now or whatever. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would have preferred if they were keeping apart if they are going to do the match. Yeah. Or maybe they're not now. Maybe they're not. Yeah, maybe those are the plans that changed. Yeah, and and kind of like to continue on this theme of Kevin Owens not really feeling like the focal point of his own storyline, mm. kind of like RoboCop in the 2014 remake. Um, Kevin, uh, like they beat down Kevin Owens a bit more after the match, mm -hmm. and Drew McIntyre and Sheamus run from the crowd and uh, run through the crowd and make the save. Yeah, and so the the final shot of this segment is Drew and Sheamus shouting down at the Usos because the Usos are taking on those two lads for the tag titles this Friday. Mm -hmm. I'm just wanting to be like, Kevin Owens is the focal point of the story, but at times he feels like he isn't. And then really, it's only those last two shows. It's only SmackDown and Raw. Every other time, I think they've done a, a brilliant job of this. But in these two shows, I really feel like, particularly in these segments, like, it doesn't feel like he's the guy that's going for the belt at the Rumble. Yeah, which currently he isn't. Uh, it's not been confirmed yet or anything. Uh, I, I feel like they've still got time uh, but for that for him to kind of re-emerge into being the guy that's going to challenge Reigns and has a good chance of winning. Because they have the title match this Friday, I can understand why they're prioritizing 100%. that build. But I do think, you know, they need to get on a, like, as of SmackDown this week, maybe Raw next week, you need to get on that build ASAP. Interesting point here. I am going to read this out from uh, Abir, who says, Sammy is the lead here, not Owens. Which is a very yes. interesting way of looking at it. Yes, I agree. But Owens is going to be the guy going against Reigns, you assume, at the Rumble. Uh, maybe Reigns isn't at the Rumble. Maybe he doesn't have a challenger. Maybe. Because the Rumble sells itself off the Rumble matches, really. Um, so I would think that they'd want to build up Owens. You don't want Owens to be Logan Paul. Logan Paul was secondary to yeah. everything else going on. And you don't, I don't think you want Kevin Owens to be that guy no. in this story. Uh, they announced that AJ will be taking some time off, Styles, that is, uh, because he was hurt at a house show. Got a broken ankle, yeah. he said. Sounds yeah. pretty serious. Yeah, you can still fly to Japan. Uh, Chad Gable took on Dexter Loomis. Uh, Loomis pinned Gable. Very heatless. It's not, which is to be expected because. This, this character depends on city to city, but also like this crowd would have just had so much going on. Mm. Bel Air and Bliss, the, the bloodline opening the show, Elias and Solo, and then that six-man tag with Drew and Sheamus running in. So, mm. of course, they're going to be pretty quiet for Gable versus Loomis. Yeah. So it's to be expected. Loomis wins. That wasn't great, was my two notes. No Bronson Reed either. He got a video package later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a video about Cody Rhodes' road to recovery. Mm. Uh, basically talking about his time since he returned to WWE. This was all focused around his WrestleMania return and his intentions. And they kind of built up that next week it's going to cover the Hell in a Cell match and the injury. They were even mm. talking like Kevin Patrick and Corey were like, it was a match of the year like within WWE. And like we're going to have a special video looking at that now. Um, for me, this is pretty much like all but confirmed he's in the Rumble. I would be stunned if he isn't. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe he'll be on this episode of Raw. 
Maybe he'll be on this episode of Raw. Who knows? Huh? Uh, now this is okay. So I missed this in my edited review, and I'll mm. be honest, I missed this while watching the show. It's only through mm. social media, and I think this is a really big strength of Triple H's Raws. Yep. He does a lot of busy work in the backgrounds. Yes. That's not the focus of like. So previously, Damage Control walking backstage, just walking to the ring, being like, <laughs> "We're the heels." As I just write down damage control walk backstage. Then you have their opening, then have their promo segment. I didn't even write a note for it because I thought it was that unnoteworthy. But someone knows, a few people went out on Twitter. In the background was Adam Pierce chatting with MVP, Cedric Alexander, and Shelton Benjamin. Now, where have I seen that group before? I know, right? Hmm. Her business reunion. Hmm. I thought that was quite interesting. If they're going to reunite the her business, all right. I'd be well up for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out under a Triple H watch? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And bring back the Hurt Business theme, because it's real good. Oh, banging. And banging theme song. MVP not being wasted mm. with, with Amos. Yeah. Man of his talents mm -hmm. should not be just... Oh. Oh. Oh, what if Omos is the leader of the Hurt Business? Yeah. I literally just thought of that. Babe, why do you have to, like... Why do you make things worse? Because he had... Mm, <laughs> yeah. Like, we had a nice I thing there, Pete. We were all having a nice time, Pete. Yeah. And then you were like, that's a nice plate of chips. We were shaming someone pissed on them. Yeah. And you just whip your knob out and just started <laughs> pissing everywhere. Going, a moss, a moss, a moss leader of the Hurt Business. Sorry. Yep, everyone's. Uh, why <laughs> everyone's Pete? Really Pete, no, shush, no, Pete, no. Why would you say that, Pete? Why, Pete? Damn you, Pete! I mean, if it happens now, Pete, there's only one person that's getting blamed for this, and it ain't Triple H. Hold on, I see a plate of chips. Hold on. Two seconds. <laughs> Triple H is watching this show, being like, I mean, you know what? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> We've got nothing else for the big lad. What? What? What if it's Lashley, MVP? Alexander Benjamin featuring Omos. Drink <laughs> Omos. Anyway, Damage Control came out for a mm. promo. Um, not much of a promo, in all fairness. And Becky came out for not much of a promo either. Just got covering a lot of the same ground they've covered in previous segments. I liked one line from Becky. I thought it was a really good line when she says, When I lose, I don't get mad or upset. I get better. That's a great line. That's and a really good line. Also alluded to Sasha Banks in this as well, because she was like, Hey, you spent a long time trying to step out of somebody else's shadow wonder who that could be mm. and also planted a little seed in there of one of you lot are going to turn on the other yep that was really nice particularly mm. with the rumble coming up as mm -hmm. well because it's every woman for themselves in the royal rumble mm -hmm. you know this team is as strong as it gets mm -hmm. but when it comes to the royal rumble and also i believe all three of them have history of turning on people dakota kai turned on tegan knox Bailey turned on Banks, and uh, EO turned on Candice. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Pete, what a line. Is that a rounded survival series? It should be, shouldn't it? Do, <laughs> I, win, do I win 100 pounds? Heel turns from tag teams in reverse chronological <laughs> order. Uh, anyway, yeah, good line. Good line. Uh, there were some decent lines in all of this, but like it was just here to kind of set up the match. And I really like this as well, because Bailey's like, Becky wanted a match with Bailey. And Bailey said, 
Um, not for me, thanks. But my friends here are in their gear, luckily. So we'll have a tag match instead if you can find a partner. Becky's like, well, I've got my phone on me, so I'll just fight you two on one. Yeah. Cool, man. Good line. That was cool. Becky Lynch goes down, and I had this real... Uh, I really feel like sometimes I'm still in a Vince era where I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to be the tag champions two on one. Mm. Like, this is just such a, why would WWE do this sort of thing? I'm the fool here. I will also say though, I don't think they've done a very good job in portraying damage control as an unstoppable threat. Because when Becky was like, I'll take you on two on, I was like, yeah, she probably can. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be fine. So did Dakota Kai and this guy. I often forget they have the belts. Uh, so basically the gimmick of this was that anyone could run down and be Becky's tag partner. So mm. Becky runs well, but then the numbers game gets the better of her. And so they start beating down Becky. Mia Yim runs down. It's very little reaction. That's not her name anymore. No, it is still her name. Well, not according to the Titatron or the commentary on this show. Her name is Meechin Mia Yim. Let me go to www.com. Is it? it I feel like it keeps changing. And on this show, Super it was Meechin. They did... I, yeah, you know, Kevin Patrick did say, Oi, look, it's Meechin. <laughs> Mia. Yeah, she's still done as Mia Yim on WWE.com. Not yeah, to say, not to yeah, say, not WWE. to say. WWE.com is about two years out of date. Not to say that WWE.com is the arbiter of, mm-hmm. like, you know, let's see. I wonder if she's in, like, the show rundown. Mm. Get a raw. Raw. Uh, do, mm. do, 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 do. Can you guess the gear? Stealing our Quizzlevania ideas, are they? Becky Lynch and Mia Yim versus Dakota Kai and Io Sky. They're just confused. <laughs> they don't know. Also, Hardy said he just had to help Elias. WWE Digital exclusive there. Apparently, it was like he also does music, so I have to help. Him. <laughs> Apparently, that was legitimately his like reasoning in that promo. He does music. I do music. Got to help him out. Got to smash a guy with a guitar, you know. I also liked in this that. Becky got distracted Mm -hmm. by beating up Becky Lynch. Sorry. Becky Lynch got distracted by beating up Bailey. Uh Are you tired, mate? Honestly, Pete, the Christmas period was knackering. Yeah. I went to bed last night at nine. I turned to my wife and I said, I feel like I've been off work for a month Mm. and and I don't feel rested at all. Mm -hmm. Because I did so much in those seven days. Yeah. Crivens, I've driven so far and wide up and down this country and across country because I went to Wales. And it's really nice as well that you've had a nice, calm, relaxing day uh, when you've come in here, had no busy works or haven't been recording all day. Or yeah, this, like is a, that. this is the fourth video I've done today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really I'm, it's really nice that you didn't have to do that. I'm so getting up at just... five because of the train strikes. Can't mm. get the train in today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been nice, easy. Left my left my front door Chill at five a.m. this morning, so I can mm. get to work and write the uh, watch Raw and do the review. Yeah, 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 pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then tomorrow it's Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, so, so there's no rest there either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, anywho, um, at least I don't have to stay up to watch the traces anymore. So it's <laughs> a blessing in disguise everywhere you look. Yeah, great show that BBC have ever made since I'm Alan Partridge. Uh, but what I really liked about this was Becky Lynch got distracted by Bailey and was attacking her on ringside. Didn't see in the ring. Mia Yim got double teamed by Eo and Kai. Eo pins Mia Yim with the over the moon salt. And Becky Lynch's reaction to this was, damn it. Because mm-hmm. I've now lost the damage control twice. Mm-hmm. And both times it's because of that numbers game. Yeah. But she's planted that seed of potential. I mean, she, all she's got to do now is just a little bit of water here and there, mm-hmm. foster that plant into hopefully like that is how she will beat this team is from within yeah i thought it was a very very effective finish i thought becky selling it was very very good yeah i thought this was very good 
uh, yeah, they pinned Mia Yim to kind of protect Becky in defeat while still giving Becky a defeat. Because uh, I think if they had done just like, oh, DQ finish, or they had done, oh, distraction, and Becky gets pinned yeah. again, it's like, okay, that's the same thing as the finish against Bailey. This was at least different. This I thought this was pretty effective, what they were trying to do. I agree. So we had a couple of interviews with Seth Rollins, and then the one we had with Alexa Bliss. Then we got... <laughs> I love this. Okay, so we've got a recap of Dom and Rhea uh, going to Ray's house for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Angie slaps Rhea. The mm. cops show up. Mm -hmm. and they arrest Dominic. And Dominic's yes. like, Mammy, Mammy, don't leave me. Yeah. Don't let this happen to me. And Rhea's freaking out. And he's like, call Damien, call Finn, do something. And you're like, okay, well, that's fun. Yeah. And then it cuts to this video of Dominic Mysterio cutting a promo from prison. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, I mean, it's, Basically, he says he's in prison. He's just got a white wall. It's a very cheap set. Like, it's just these white walls. And he's talking about how, like, prison changes a man. Like, you know, and he's putting this thing in. He's like, man, he just cuts this promo in Spanish and stuff. He had a teardrop tattoo. A teardrop tattoo and stuff. Brilliant. And the commentator's like, he's got street cred now. And my only thing with this, and I said this amazing review, I am unsure whether Dom's promo is... I am a tough guy, but really I'm still Dominic Mysterio and I'm just pretending that prison has changed a man because, mm -hmm. you know, you're there. For, like, he's only been there for a handful of days, right? Yeah. Or WWE think this is a serious repackaging of him as a badass because it could go either way, Pete. That I, His, History has shown us they this could to. go either way. They know how everybody sees Dominic Mysterio and they know how much people hate his smarmy, whiny character and they know how much that he does nothing in his matches and all of Judgment Day are like, ha! Ah! greatest wrestler and yet he does nothing all the time they know that we're laughing at him so to give him the toothpick to to say that you know oh, prison changes the man it's like you've been there for a week at most it is it's know, so off, funny i was off work for a week and it felt like i was there oh, forever, mate. Mate. It, the teardrop tattoo was a stroke of genius i thought this was hilarious and i think they absolutely nailed it this was so funny and i think that's kind of like it's it's more a, a i don't trust wwe thing more mm. than like i don't trust my own like comedic judgment on things like yeah. i when i watched it at the end of it i was like he's in prison he's cut from a prison that has to be a comedy like yeah. and then it's only because like kevin patrick and Corey goes like he's got street cred i was like oh no wait is is the is this not a joke? I think Corey's in on Corey the is joke. on one hundred percent. It was because Kevin was talking about it as well. Like I, I, I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. However, I really hope this is just the next evolution of Dominic's character. He's so good. Uh, Rhea Ripley on Twitter just quote tweeted the video of Dominic's promo and just said, "He's so strong." <laughs> <laughs> great it's, it's so good what happened to this group i love yeah, it uh, it's the best got a video package for bronson reed mm. and then we got austin theory versus seth rollins for the u.s championship uh most of this was rollins selling a knee Really good match, this. Really good match. Uh, lots of really good reversals. They did the superplex, and then when Seth went up the Falcon Arrow, uh, Theory immediately reversed it into the uh, into a neckbreaker. Great nearfall. Uh, he, he uh, Rollins, that was, buckled while trying to do the buckle bong because he couldn't hold his knee up. He couldn't mm -hmm. even do the stomp properly either. Mm -hmm. Theory tried to leave at one point, and Rollins chased after him. Theory even tried to get himself DQ'd, and that didn't work. And the, I, I've said this in a previous podcast. Rollins is the best main event babyface wrestler in wwe because there is a specific babyface style main event 
style that WWE have. Mm -hmm. And Seth is the absolute best at it. Mm -hmm. He's so freaking good, no pun intended, because this crowd bought into every one of his near falls. Mm -hmm. You watch matches in WWE, they do near falls, crowd go one, two, oh, but they're just like, you're just playing along. It's it's pantomime. He's behind you, oh no, he isn't. Like all that sort of stuff, right? This though, this crowd were like the frog splash. <gasps> He's won the match. And he did a frog splash off one leg because he couldn't stand on his knee properly. They did Great a, selling. They did a ref bump and everyone was like, no, this is where Theory's going to win. Mm-hmm. Rollins hits the pedigree. They're like, Rollins is going to win. Second referee runs down. Rollins is going to win. One, two, three. No! Uh, like, yeah. It was proper genuine crowd reactions mm-hmm. that believed yep. that Seth Rollins was about to win this match. The last few minutes of this match was absolutely phenomenal. And... I here's a, a crazy uh, suggestion on my part. They did what I assumed was a botch, and I still think it was. Where uh, Rollins tried to do like a roll through into like a power bomb position, but he he like fell backwards from the momentum, and they kind of like stumbled for a second, and then Rollins instantly grabbed his knee. Now I assumed that the knee selling was already going to be part of the match, so Rollins brought that spot forwards to sell the knee off that to then make him selling the knee later make more sense. I thought it was a wonderful improvisation. I thought it was intentional. Yep. Only because they went, they then went to the corner almost to do the buckle bomb thing again, mm. but then went to the superplex spot instead. So I thought yep. the buckling of the, the buckle bomb was an intentional spot, and that's what led to the knee. Yeah, I, it, it totally could have been. It, lo- it looked to me like a botch. It's credit it, to them. And, you know, and the fact that we can't tell one way or the other Didn't is look rehearsed. incredibly well done on their part. Yeah. For me, it looked like a botch that they covered incredibly well, but it could have been intentional. I don't know. Uh, the second referee nearly got bumped himself, mm-hmm. uh, and in the melee of all that, Theory low-blowed Seth and hit A-Town down for the win. Very, very good finish to a really, really good match, and what was, I thought, a very good episode of Raw. I thought it was a very good episode as well. Um, when you talk about Seth Rollins being like the pinnacle of main event babyface WWE wrestler, um, I do agree. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. I also want to give massive props to Austin Theory. 100%. Because I think that heel wrestling in WWE as a whole is somewhat limiting because they, generally speaking, are there to slow the pace down. They're the guys who do the rest holds and make sure that they just do the standard, like, I'm going to push you into the corner now, going to bang your head off the table kind of thing. They don't really get the chance to shine and show what their offense is. Unless your name is Roman Reigns or Gunther, you don't really have that level of unique offense. Occasionally you do, like, a big move, and that's about it. But I thought Austin Theory did so well in this match. If he ever becomes a fully-fledged babyface, I think we might see him shine and might go like, oh, damn, Austin Theory is actually a really good wrestler. Because I think his timing in this was absolutely spot on. It's interesting. Vince, uh, the, the report was that Vince looked at Austin Theory not as just the next guy. You know, like he's the next guy in the way that Roman Reigns was the next guy when Cena was looking to mm-hmm. take a step back. They looked at Roman Reigns. He's our next guy. It wasn't just like, oh, he's going to get a big push. Mm-hmm. Vince Room was like, oh, he's the next John Cena. Mm-hmm. He's our next tippity top, number one, front of all the posters, appeals to the kids, brings in all the merchandise, guy that will build this entire company round. Mm-hmm. And he's thought that for quite a while. Like we, he brought him up during the pandemic era mm-hmm. and was trying to do something with him and sent him back to NXT in the end. So I think there's a bright, bright future for Austin Theory because he's damn good. Mm. an incredible heel as well yeah and he's a, I, I completely agree with what you say as well he is a heel wrestler that is still flashy 
but gets booed. Mm. One of the problems with being the flashy heel is that people still cheer you because you do the dives and whatnot, you do the impressive moves. People don't want to see Austin Theory win. He gets legit heel heat. Mm -hmm. I I think he's an incredible talent. And him and Rollins work together so, so well. So well, yeah. This was a great, great match. Mm. I don't know what you do with Seth now. Or where Austin goes, like you know, who's know Austin's either. next challenger? Yeah. Um, the Ali stuff unfortunately didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I don't. That, I don't think that's anything on Ali. I just think that was the way that he was positioned and presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I don't really know where you go for next. But I don't feel you can go back to this well again. No, I think we, this is done now. Because I feel like we've been doing this, you know, sort of the fall period. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that that last chunk of the year was dedicated to this. I think we kind of need to move on to pastures new as we get into the the rumble build yeah but yeah i thought it was a very very good episode of raw not the the newsworthy episode that some people thought it might have been or were mm-hmm. led to believe uh, that it might have been yes. but as sp3 uh, said it was the least newsworthy episode of raw in quite some time yeah but even so like, like when so it's funny I wrote. I did the Becky Lynch damage control match and i finished up my notes for that and then there was a bunch of interviews and there was the dominic thing where i was like that that was mad yeah and then I was like, crikey, well, you know, into the second hour here. Like, how are we going to stretch this out to get into the third hour and then mm-hmm. the main event? And it's the main event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, we're there. Yeah. These three hours, like, fly by. Mm-hmm. A lot more manageable. It's so much more manageable than Triple H. It's not the best way to format a TV show. 100 P, these three shows will be so much better as two shows. Still far too long. But Triple H is managing the three-hour time limits. And I'm sure there'll be someone in the comment being like, actually, it's two hours 15 once you take out the commercial breaks. But it's a three-hour show, and he managed it so much better mm. than, than Vince ever did. And uh, yeah, great show. Not a five out of five show, but it's only a high four out of four show, like four out of five show, because the only thing on this that I thought was bad was Loomis and Gable, yeah. and that was there to be a filler match, so you can't really have a pop of them for being a filler match. Yeah. And some of the Alexa Bliss stuff didn't work for me. But overall, thumbs up. Yeah, four out of five for me as well. Thought this was pretty good. Uh, I'm really hoping we can get to some actual Rumble build before long. Yeah. Because there really wasn't any of it on this show. And I want it. I'd also like them to do stuff like, you know, qualifying matches and just stuff that makes the Rumble feel important. Uh, I'd like him to get into that before long. Uh, and to get into your ultra chats, I don't think we've got any Patreon shoutouts just yet. I don't think they are ready just yet. Unless, of course, they are ready. I've got them right here. Thank you very much to our mod mother who did get this sorted. So thank you to all of our wonderful Patreon backers over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. We had a bunch of content go up in December and it's going to be a bumper month in January as well because uh, Ollie and I didn't get to record WrestleTalk Extra last month. Um, I'm me being off for a week, then Ollie being off for a week with the uh, the holidays. We just couldn't get around to doing it. And we wanted to do the pair of us because it's Ring of Honor uh, 2011. Uh, yep. Final Battle. Final Battle 2011 won the poll. So we wanted to review that together. Mm. Hilariously, Ollie watched uh, Final Battle 2012 yesterday. Numpty. He watched the wrong year. Uh, so he's now going to watch 2011 as well. Doesn't mind too much because he loved 2012. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be doing our regular January WrestleTalk Extra. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. Today. No, yes, tomorrow. Today, tomorrow. Tomorrow, the WrestleTalk mailbag goes up, which is with me and Sullivan yes, Brown. Yes, that's correct. And the next week will be the WrestleTalk behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. 
Plenty of discuss. Uh, so yeah, really do get involved. We're having some amazing times over mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash first talk. And if you are one of our $25 or above pledge hammers on Patreon, you can get your name read out on this podcast like these fine folks. Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. Cody, the Terminator Moody. $100 man, CD Horvath. The Kessel Run, DX Solo. The Vindicator, Finn Brennan. Double L, Liam Leonard. Mad Mac, the Meat Father. Have an argy-bargy, margy-pargy. Ryan, Disco Stewart. When there's... Well, when where there's a will, there's a Will Campbell. That's very good. Mm. He ran Aaron Hanner. He ran Aaron Hanrahan. 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 Dang it! I always get that one wrong. And finally, for the Hall of Fame class of the third of January, twenty twenty-three, the roller coaster, Robert Acosta. Thank Robert you, Robert Acosta. <laughs> Thank you so much for being our wonderful Patreon pledge. Hammers. Um, and thank you to everyone for, uh, well, it's Brandon basically for just spamming the moderators chat bit. So I've got to scroll to find the document. They are very funny. That's a, just... that's a lot of, it's a lot of memes there, Brandon. Brandon's posted loads of memes that only we get to see. Well, no, to be fair, some of them were Rob as well. Oh, it was Rob as well. Was yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's half Rob, half Brandon. I don't mind it when Rob does it. Um, Chris. That one's pretty good though. <laughs> I mean, if you want to try and show that to camera. I'll try and show. Again, this is great I think audio mine's content. More accurate. Yeah, it might be. It's out of focus, but you know. Yeah. It's me and Pete doing the Byron face with Byron in the middle. Very nice. Very good. Well done, Rob. Uh, Chris, to kick things off, saying, uh, just a thought on the scary movie reference, as in the scene, like the match, Brenda gets beaten down by the ring girl, and by the end, just like Alexa did to Bianca. I don't think that justifies it. Wait, hold on. I missed that. So Chris is saying, yeah, in scary movie, Brenda gets beaten down by the ring girl, just like Alexa Bliss did to Bianca. I do not think Definitely. that justifies it, because that's not the bit that anyone's picked up on. Definitely not. I think that first it. 10 seconds was the Scary Movie 3 reference. Yes. And the rest of it was just a match. A match. Yeah. Um, he adds, to clarify, Alexa did to Bianca here. Uh, sorry, uh, to clarify, Alexa thinks she can win the championship at any time. Last night was just pain. But you're the Chris, I know you're an Alexa fan. So I know you just you're blindly just going to accept what she said. Mm-hmm. But her point was tonight proved that she can win the title. She had the title won. She could have just won the title yeah. and caused the pain. She would have achieved both things in one foul swoop. Mm-hmm. It's, bad. it's bad writing. It is bad writing. 35 Antonio. I am O. What killed OG Dark Alexa was the Z-level awful dreadful S-word horror element. So as long as they stay away from that, I think it can work. Are they not already doing that? They kind of are playing into that a little bit. Granted, it's not Lily. It's not as bad as Lily. It's not as bad as Telekinesis. Or even Marie tripping over her own feet. Marie tripping over her own, the, the the even Marie tripping her over, over her own feet, and all the nonsense they did with the the Randy Orton feud and everything. It's not that bad. Nope. But there are some spooky elements to this. Um, I mean, she's being controlled by like mind control. Yeah. Uh, about Bianca, I blame Pierce for not playing a <laughs> brace physio card. <laughs> Pretty much physio. That's very good, 35 Antonio. Mm. Very good. Uh, also, Broderick from my GM is Uncle Harper. Uncle uh, Howdy, I assume he meant. I think that's what he meant as well. So yeah. thank you very much for I agree. That. Broderick from my GM is Uncle Howdy. 
lovely MyGM references there. Mm. Uh, series three. BM Whitehouse 76 says, should WW pull a Bret Hart and Lex Luger at the Royal Rumble have two winners to challenge Roman for night one and night two for one belt apiece? I'll be honest with you, BM Whitehouse, I that is not the worst suggestion I have heard it's about not. a way to split the belts and have Roman do both nights. It's not the worst idea I've heard. It's actually one of the better ideas. I think they they need to tread carefully with that story, but I think it can work. That is legit one of the better ideas mm. uh, that I've been presented with as to how we can split these belts up and have Roman Defender uh, each belt on night one, night two. Mm-hmm. John Wright, Dom had a Deirdrop tattoo on his face. Deirdrop means that you got your che- cheeks clapped in prison, right? I thought a teardrop meant that you knew someone who died. I thought teardrop was you killed someone. Could be all three. Could be any of them. Who knows? Uh, Happy New Year. Much love to you all. Well, Happy New Year to you. N64 Life Podcast. Hi, Cliff. He just says, have an Uzi stream. Thanks. Oh, look. It's Aaron Hanrahan. You did it. He's been a member for 16 months in a row. Hi, guys. Happy- 16 months and you can't get his name right, Luke. I'm a bad presenter. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Pete. <laughs> bad at my job. Mm. It used to be my gimmick. I'm yeah. bad at my job. That's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, they write, Hi guys, Happy New Year. Solo's theme lyrics says, Taking it all. He's always silent and never smiling. Could he uh, Could he want to take it all and beat Roman? Jam that jam. They need to do some work on that story, but I wouldn't yeah. be opposed to it. Vandalia 1998. This is for the SmackDown show since we can't oozy chat there anymore. Mm. Since WWE is starting to pay attention to canon now, I was hoping now heel Finn Balor would cost Cena the match as revenge for stealing his SummerSlam match last year. That would be cool if Finn Balor remembered that and was like, hey, John Cena, you're a prick. And then like beat him up a lot. What happened at SummerSlam last year? Well, it was when uh, they were going to do the contract signing for Balor versus Reigns. And then Cena came in and was like, contract, that's mine, Nil. Oh, yeah. And then they had the Balor-Reigns match at Extreme Rules instead. We all know what happened there. So not last year, year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of 2022. Yeah, 2021. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Jarvis V. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. I thought last night's show was pretty good overall, but I think another reason people in the crowd uh, might have been out of it was uh, because of the serious scary injury that happened on Monday Night Football. Mm. Certainly if news travels. Absolutely. Certainly. Yeah. But the crowd were hot. They were, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're saying, Jarvis, but this crowd were like electric all night. Mm. They were just dead for certain moments, but I don't think those were moments they were supposed to be loud for anyway. They're not supposed yeah. to be loud for Loomis and Gable. Mm. Uh, 35 Antonio, the start of the match was built around Sammy and Owens touching for the first time. It sounds wrong. The payoff was Zane shooting first. Oh God, what a lariat. Oh God, with a lariat. They fought on SmackDown. They fought on SmackDown. They had a tag match. They yeah. fought a lot on SmackDown, actually. I also find it funny whenever Triple H does something bad people go full Poe and say somehow Vince returned <laughs> that's very good somehow Palpatine returned yeah don't question it yeah it's it's solid writing yeah always trust in JJ apparently mm-hmm. the man who's never built up lots of storylines and never paid them off properly mm. Jarvis again said um, the Dominic stuff was incredible easily the best thing last night it was hilarious it reminded me of Prison Mike from The Office yes I can't wait to see where this goes from here that is exactly right I've not seen the US Office mm. Vandalia 1998 a positive about the Loomis Gable match is that it wasn't the Miz so the storyline is finally done is it though Miz wasn't on this show can't completely count that I out I don't know Jambeard here says, not really a wrestling chat because I thought Raw was kind of boring and meh, but shout out to Luke for having his book featured in a Watch Mojo video last week based on Mortal Kombat Annihilation. What? What? Did it really? Huh? A Watch Mojo video? YouTube. 
What? Mojo. Mojo, Mojo, Mojo. Ah! Mortal. Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Do, 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 do. Annihilation. Let's see if they actually. Uh, there's a video yeah, from last a year ago, week. Year ago. Well, it might just be like a list of whatever. Yeah. Um, I know Matt McMuscles has, uh, has dropped stuff about me. It, it's probably just featured in a list rather than a video about it. Right. Okay. No, maybe. Maybe this is based on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Well, we'll look into that more. That's pretty nice. I'm very happy with that. Mm. Uh, also, welcome to the members Sapphire and Jarvis V. Thank you very much. Justin Anzaluda, who's been a member for 17 months in a row. Can you believe it? Said, uh, I know it's not WWE related, but am I the only one who thinks Kenny turns on the bucks for not helping him retain the title? That is a storyline thread they haven't picked up Very on Very true. Yeah. Because they set it up, didn't they? Because like, after Kenny lost the belt, yeah, they chat with the bucks. He's like, look, I haven't gone back to watch the match mm-hmm. yet, so I don't quite know what happened at the finish, but I've got to go away for a bit. Yep. I have to go now. My planet needs me. Yes. Yeah, they haven't picked that thread back up. Maybe they won't. They might I don't think like, they will. Eh, sweep that under the rug 100% yeah that's not great mm. Zach Robinson Music has been a member can you believe it 19 months in a row said just want to say happy new year to the Rest Talk family and community hope you all had a wonderful festive period have a great 2023 thank you I mean I'm the Jam That Championship and the uh, Quizzlemania Championship so everything's coming up Millhouse right yep. now ooh so I, I think the, the consensus is we just sell we just say SLID. SLID. Because there's a lot of numbers and letters and stuff afterwards. Slid. First show of the year and we make a Pete's knob joke. Way to go, lads. Off to a great start. Get ready for the best of Wrestle Talk 2023 video. We'll be right at the start. Well now that Slid has said that, I feel like I want to do it in every video. <laughs> You and I are going to review 52 episodes of this show this year. Can I do 52 Pete's knob gags? We'll try our best. I can do it like Adam with his chalkboard on board game club. <laughs> Get a chalkboard. Pete's knob. But I can't just say Pete's knob. Well, obviously not. I've got to try and work that it would, in. That would be uncouth. No, I've got to try and work it into the conversation yeah, somehow, absolutely. much like your knob. Uh, Big MGM <laughs> said, I thought Scrappy do, uh, but was showing Belair not taking her seriously. Mm-hmm. Belair taunted her all match and Bliss snapping was just as much Belair's cockiness as Bray's mind games. But okay, but then no. that, that but that thing brings into question why but like why Bianca Belair wasn't taking her seriously. She cracked her in the head with a glass vase a couple of weeks ago. Sure did. And you you'd go into a match being like, oh look at this tiny chick. I'm easily gonna win this match. Mm-hmm. She tried to she's being controlled by her mind, but I'm gonna go in there and just make fun of her and my cockiness. That, if anything, big MGM is a worse explanation than what I gave. <laughs> That makes even less sense. I think if there wasn't the Bray Wyatt spookiness and Bianca Belair just wasn't taking it seriously the whole time and Alexa was like, all right, F you, and then just like killed her, that's something. But that's not what happened because there was mind control involved. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that one, Big MGM. I, I do, uh, uh, sorry to say. However, thank you so much for the Uzi chat. And thank you all so much for all of your Uzi chats. Thank you all so much for joining us here on the Rest Talk Podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Why not give us that little thumbs up button? Hey, if you've made it this far, it's 1,400 of you right now. Press that little thumbs up button. Give us a little like. We very much enjoy having thumbs uppers and you can check us out uh, on thursday with the aew dynamite review myself and ollie davis will be doing that and then on friday there'll be well there'll be a podcast yeah tempest isn't here so me, no me, it, it might just be me and pete he's, he's still in canadian land yeah so it might just be me uh me and pete two-thirds of the content club maybe we'll bring in a special guest maybe laurie's here who knows who knows uh but until then everyone hopefully this outro button works
Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Pete, it works. It worked. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.